Now, we didn't come here just to be here. To come and say we went to church and to Oh, 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 whatever. 
Anybody ever used my bad before? All the time. All the time. All the time. My bad one. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean it. That's a uh, I want you to just be human with me for a second, all right? Because first service, they started not to be human with me. Be human with me. Um, okay, what I want you to do, we're going to figure out what sin is the highest one. Like, what's the worst one? Now, what I want us to do, if you, if you have your phone, listen, it's not going to... It's not going to keep sending you anything. It's not even giving me anything of your information. It may pop up and say something about a texting rate, but nobody's paying for text messages anymore, I don't think. So um, what you can do, if you can text which one, you're going to text send up. You're going to text either send one, send two, send three, send four, send five. And you're texting your answer to the number 59769. So what I want you to do is tell me which one is the worst sin. Be human with me because I know what you're going to say, but... Realistically, you have decided in your mind which one it is. So, what we're going to do is we're going to do this a little bit. No, okay. You're working it up. You lied to your mother. That's sin one. You killed someone. That's sin two. You stole a Snickers bar. Okay. You know, it's a little chocolate. Everybody needs a little chocolate fix every now and then. That's sin three. You had sex before marriage. That's sin four. You cheated on your spouse. That's sin five. Okay, so what I want you to do. Oh, people are on the Wi-Fi. If you're on the Wi-Fi, I need you to get off the Wi-Fi. Because you're throwing me off right now. So, <laughs> you're on the Wi-Fi. Oh, over here. Y'all got it? Yeah? Okay, so go ahead and text that in. We're going to give... Uh, a few more moments. Everybody doing it. What it's going to do is going to do a poll. So I need y'all to I need y'all to participate. Take your phones out. It's going to do a poll, and we're going to see which one we think is the highest one. Are you going to be able to pull it up, or you can tell me? This time. The number is five nine seven six nine. Five nine seven six nine. Five, nine, seven, six, nine. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Go back to the screen. Okay. So, old fashioned. Sin one. You lied your you, you you lied to your mother. Alright, that's that's the first one. You killed someone. You stole a Snickers bar. You had sex before marriage. You cheated on your spouse. Which one are we picking as the highest one? You kill, you kill someone? You kill somebody. All right, you kill somebody. All right, babe. Okay. So, all right, now I want us to, um, let's, pick, let's pick the least one. Let's pick the least one. All right. Snickers bar. So, like, you can just get a little chocolate. There's nothing wrong with just, you know, picking up a little Snickers, get a little Reese's, Hershey's. That one's the least one. That's right, right? That's the least one? No. Are we, are we in agreement? No. Okay, so we have the highest one, and then we have the least one. Now I want you to tell me which one deserves um, the, the, the greatest punishment. Like, which one deserves, like, which one deserves death? Yes. Okay, so we're saying that 
We're saying that, of course, the one we picked as the one that was the highest, the one killing somebody, was the one that deserved death. Is that what we're saying? Okay, okay, so cool. So that was just the human side of us for a little bit, for a minute. But the Bible tells us in Romans 6, 23, it says, for the wages of sin is... Okay, but see, when we look at the scripture, it's telling us, like, that the wages of sin, uh, is it saying, like, the, 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 the greater sin is, is deserves death? Um, or is it saying uh, that sin deserves death? Or is it, I mean, is it saying that, not a Snickers bar, but just maybe if you kill somebody? Uh, we have our own value system. Right. Upset. We have our own value system. Like, no matter if you want to say you you don't, you 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 do. And the thing about it is, I have my own, and you have your own. And what I might think might be a little bit worse. You might think, oh, that's not that. That's not that bad. That doesn't fall. That doesn't fall at the top. That that, that falls down here at, at the bottom. Um, and the thing about it is, because we feel like um, we feel like many of our sins fall at the bottom of the sin value system. That we created in our own minds, that we are less, we are less likely to adhere to the urgency of repentance. So, because we have our own value system of what's wrong and what's right, because I'm, I've, I've, I've already, you know, I did that in my head, and because I feel like my stuff's really not that big of a deal. I mean, it's down here, so I'm kind of chilling. Like, I mean, of course, <laughs> if I kill somebody. I'm crying trying to repent to God. Because that's, that's, that's a real one. That's the high one. That's a high high. But everything else I'm doing, because it falls down here at the bottom, it's no urgency. I'm good. I'm chilling. Uh, did you know that Christ is your example? Somebody say example. Example. We know that, right? That Christ is who we're, we're trying to be like. Christ is, is, is our example. Um, not the person that you chose because you appear better than them. Yeah. Not, 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 not the person you chose. Because this is what we do. We know Christ is an example. But we kind of like, hmm. I mean, I'm doing better than Michelle. I mean, I get to church a little bit earlier than she does. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, my clothes might be a little bit looser. And, uh, I mean, this is not real bad. This is just for, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm eating a little more healthier. You know, I'm, 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 we, we come up with this list and we look at somebody else. And then we will say and decide, well, because I'm better than that person in my eyes, I'm good. And the thing is, beyond that, we always pick. Somebody who looks like they're doing a little bit less than we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to pick somebody who you feel like, okay, I'm trying to inspire you. No, 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 no. You pick somebody that just maybe just a step under under you, which you feel according to your sin metric system that you have. Somebody that's a little bit less, doing a little bit less, so you can go, oh, I'm doing good. Damn, I'm good to go. Doing better, doing better than the homie, so I must be okay. Repentance is a sorrow for sin and a willingness to turn away from it. Repentance is a sorrow for sin and a willingness to turn away from it. Uh, 2 Corinthians 7.10 tells us, For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. 
sometimes we kind of feel like uh, because we, we, we preach grace and because we, we serve a God that we love, that we ought not ever feel sorrowful for what we've done. Yeah, we feel like we're, we're not supposed to feel feel bad about, about, about sin. Uh, but what we're saying is that, yes, we are to feel sorrowful for what we're doing in, in, in Christ. We're not supposed to um, feel that guilt and keep it there. No, we're supposed to repent of the sorrow. I mean, repent of the sin. Repentance requires a genuine heart. Repentance requires a genuine heart because that's where the my bad comes in. Because, like, if I'm not genuinely sorry about the fact that I walked and hit Willie in the head, I would do it again and just be like, my bad. But if I'm genuine about it, if I have a genuine heart, and I say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, I, I tell him that I'm sorry, and I come genuinely and tell him, listen, I'm not going to do that again. There's a difference between that simple, my bad, and, 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 and just saying, uh, um, I'm sorry, and my bad. Stephen Christ tells us that there are many who fail to understand the true nature of repentance. Multitudes sorrow that they have sinned and even make an outward reformation before they fear that their wrongdoing will bring suffering upon themselves. But this is not repentance in the Bible sense. They lament the suffering rather than the sin. What does that mean? That means, listen, y'all heard this before. Like, I'm not really sorry for what I did. I'm more so sorry that I got hurt. Yeah, 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 y'all know that. <laughs> We've, you've been there. Like, I'm not really sorry for what happened. Just kind of sorry that you found out about it. Uh, because I don't really have a genuine heart. I don't really, really care about it. I'm just sorry that I got caught up. Like, we look at Pharaoh, who the plagues are coming, and now he's like, okay, God, cool, whatever you want to do. I'm sorry, I'm down. And, and Pharaoh said, okay, sure, let the people go. But Pharaoh really just wanted to cooperate because he wanted to end suffering. He wanted to end suffering. There's a difference between true repentance and then wanting to just say, okay, my bad, so I can stop suffering. Uh, we see the same thing with Judas, who's just like, okay, like, cool, like, my bad, I'm sorry, I did it. But not really sorry about the actions that you committed. It's more just like, mm, I got caught. I also don't want to suffer anymore. I don't want to suffer the consequences. So because I don't want to suffer the consequences, then I'm just going to throw out one of those, my bads, and keep it pushing. The Bible says in Acts 3.19, it says, Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. It says, now repent of your sins and what? Repent of your sins and what? And turn. Repent of your sins and turn. A lot of us feel like, okay, we're repenting, but we're not turning back to God. Uh, one of the stories in the Bible, the poor publican versus the Pharisee, we're going to read this. It says, two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people. Cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like the tax collector. What does he say? I'm certainly not like that person that I, that I found that I'm better than. I'm certainly not like that person. I fast twice a week. I'm going to participate in phase 52. 
I'm giving a tenth of my income. And it says, but the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves before God will be exalted. Like, which one are you going to story? Pharisee? Uh, it tells us in the sense of Christ that the Pharisee's boastful, self-righteous prayer showed that his heart was closed against the influence of the Holy Spirit. Because of his distance from God, he had no sense of his own defilement. In contrast with the perfection of the divine holiness, he felt no need and he received nothing. Have we gotten to that point? Where we feel like, I mean, I'm doing all right. I'm not, I'm doing better than the next one. I'm doing better than the next one. Have we got to the point where we're praying for our family members? Like we're praying for our friends. We're praying for, we're the ones that have to pray for them, but are we praying for ourselves? Or have we got to the point where we feel like we're good and I got to worry about what somebody else is doing? Where, 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 do, where, do, we fall on, where do we fall on that? Repentance is not you pausing at a stop sign. It's a U-turn. So what we do, so we're going down Euclid Avenue. I'm going, I'm driving, okay? I'm going to stop at the stop sign. When I stop, I do a pause. What is it, like five seconds? What is it supposed to be? Maybe one and a half. One and a half, that's just what I do. You pause, <laughs> you pause, and then you keep going, and you will pause again at the next stop sign. You keep going, and then you pause again at the stop sign, because that's what the stop sign requires, requires you to pause. That's what we'll do with repentance sometimes. That's what we'll do. We'll say, okay, God, I'm going to do right. I'm sorry. But then we keep going in that same direction. And then it's, I'm sorry again. And we keep going in the same direction. And it's, I'm sorry again. And we're going and we're, we're, we're pausing at the stop sign. But repentance is a U-turn. Repentance is saying, okay, God, I'm sorry. Let me figure out what I can do to turn this situation around. Let me go in another direction. Let me change up what I'm doing because I don't want to keep going in the same direction simply just saying, I'm sorry. I need to make some changes because it says that your, your, your repentance, you, 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 you own up to uh, uh, the remorse and, you, and you, you feel it, but then you turn from it. You don't just get to walk in it and stay in it. You make a U-turn. And so a lot of us, like, you get me. Like, honestly, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm almost finished, and I'm not even telling you anything that you don't know. That's the great part. I know. You're looking at me like I already know this. I know you know it. I know you know. You know that Christ is your example, yet you still choose somebody else. Yes. <laughs> you know that. Yes. You, you heard that. I'm not, I'm not telling you anything new. And trust me, I don't, I don't think I am, okay? I know that you know that. But yet still, you, you still look at others and say, well, I'm doing all right. You also know that you ought to be making a U-turn, yet you're, you're, you're stuck here just, just making pause after pause after pause after pause, saying, God, my bad, God, my, my, my bad, God, my bad. You're not even really sorry for you don't You don't even feel bad anymore. Like, is there anybody who gets, like, you get mad at yourself because you don't feel bad about sinning? Like, there's some stuff that you, like, you're doing it, and it's just like, man, I know I should feel some type of way about this. But if I, 
to myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't true. even care. That's good. That's good. That's true. Like, I, I don't feel it. Yeah. I don't want to do Just tell me. It's no big deal. No big deal. Tell God, my dad. Yeah. And I'll keep going down my street. And I'll take the next pause at the next stop sign. Take another pause at the next stop sign. And God is saying, listen, <laughs> I just need you to make a U-turn. And the crazy thing about this, and I'm right here with you, let's be completely honest. A lot of us want to make a U-turn. We want to make a U-turn. Nobody really wants to just keep walking in the same direction and wants to just keep doing wrong. We want to make a U-turn. But it doesn't seem like it's really working out. It's not as easy as I'm making it seem by just saying, take a U-turn. Like, you know, you make a U-turn in the car, turn the wheel. But it's kind of like, you're trying to turn the wheel, and it's kind of like those cars that don't have the power steering fluid, and you're like turning, but you can't really get the wheel to go. And it's kind of like, okay, I'm trying to make a U-turn, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to hurry up for the police, because I'm trying, but it's, it's not, it's not, it's not going. It's like, God, I want to. God, I want to, I want to. Be sorrowful. God, I want to repent for real. God, I want to care. God, I want, I want to do what's right. But for some reason, I'm having a real hard time doing this whole U-turn thing that you're talking about. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the pathway to repentance. Hands down. Without the Holy Spirit, you're unable to make that U-turn. And that's why we're stuck in that same in that same little rut that you're in that you can't get out of. That's why uh, you're able to just kind of look at sins and know it's wrong, but continue to move forward anyway because we're, 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 not, we're not connecting with the Holy Spirit. We're not allowing him to do his job. Um, Acts tells us that it says, Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. What does it tell you to do? It's saying repent, repent, and then you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Repent. Say, God, listen, I, I'm sorry, God, I need help. And God's like, boom, I got you. And because you're in that, you're, you're, you're repenting, and God knows, listen, you want to turn around. I know you can't do that by yourself. And because I know you can't do that by yourself, here goes the gift of the Holy Spirit. Like, what? So God, you're telling me, you see what I'm going through. You see that I'm trying. You're making this really easy for me, and I'm trying to make it harder for myself because I'm trying to do it by myself. Like I said, I know you already know it, but we're still doing it. Like, what, what, what? And then this whole, this whole metric system, that really messes us up. Like, it has messed me up. <laughs> it has messed me up. And I'm trying to figure out, like, how, how do you shake that thing? How do you shake that thing to, to your core for you to realize, listen, I am no better than you. Like, I, I'm not, I'm no better than you just because I'm not, I'm not hitting these sins that I have allowed in my mind to place up here. I'm telling you, that, that is messing you up because, see, some of you, I, I, I've said it. And, and a few of you got it, but uh, a lot of you in here still don't get it. It's still like, yeah, 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 I hear you, but you still feel like you're better than the person that's in there. You still feel like you're so much better than the people down there at the gym. Like, you still feel like you're so much better because you're, 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 you're still living off that metric system that you're okay. 
You're not as bad as you could be. <laughs> yeah. 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 We can no more repent without the Spirit of Christ to awaken the conscience than we can be pardoned without Christ. In order to be able to repent, in order to be able to make that U-turn, you need the Holy Spirit. Just as much as you need Christ to be pardoned from your sin. Like, you, you need that help. Like, you need that help. And so, honestly, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what, what does it take? What does it take for us to kind of, to break that thing up? What does it take for us to realize, yo, I messed up? What does that take for us to realize, yo, I suck? Like, I don't know, I don't know if that's something that we can we can get to today where you're able to leave here going, man, it's not about this sin, that sin, this sin. It's about the fact that I'm sinning. Right, man. It's not about I'm better than her, I'm better than this. It's I haven't reached the level of Jesus. Heard it all your life, but I'm still. Uh, I don't know. I'm struggling with it. Y'all with me? Because I believe, I believe if we could break down that metric system, if we could break down that, that thought process, then we'd be able to really come to God with that sorrowful heart and actually be able to truly repent. We wouldn't wait until we feel like we have enough sins piled up. We got to make sure it's enough there. We got to get it heavy enough because we're not we're not doing heavy things. So you got to get enough small sins together to, to put that in the bag. And now you can take the whole bag and say, all right, God, I screwed up. What's it going to take us to realize, listen. I'm a mess. I'm a mess. And it's, it's, it's crazy because God's saying, okay, realize, boom, you're a mess. And now he's saying, come to me, repent, I, and I'm forgiving you. You're forgiven. Here goes the Holy Spirit. Let's do this together. God's not trying to make this hard. We're making it hard for ourselves. We're making it hard for ourselves. And we've known it all our lives. And we're still making it hard for ourselves. No. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, man. Uh, at the beginning, we, we looked at the, the text. It says, for the, <laughs> for the wages of sin uh, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Isn't that amazing? About the fact that, honestly, at the end of the day, all of our sins, the result is, it's death. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you did. Like, right. at the same time, even if I stole the candy bar and you, listen, we all sinned. And we all got to come and repent. And at the end of the day, we all fall into that category. And then you got the but. But God's trying, like, God's like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want that to be the end result. Here, I'm giving you the gift. Here, here, here goes, here goes salvation. Here, I want you to be free. Here, I want to save you. And when I think about the cross, when I think about the crucifixion, when I think about the fact that God died for me and died for my sins, a lot of us, we still have that metric system. But do you realize that 
let's just say hypothetically speaking, whether the nails were different sizes or whether they were all the same size. <laughs> the nails held Jesus to the cross. Do you realize that our sins held Jesus to the cross? Do you also realize that the little sin that you got over here that you're not even feeling like you need to repent about held Jesus to the cross? While at the same time, the big sin that you're crying out for held Jesus to the cross. The sin that was in the middle held Jesus to the fact that you lied, the fact that you stole, the fact that you committed adultery. You do realize that they're all commandments. <laughs> it's, it's funny how we look at them. They're all right there. We said, no, but this one is this one, this one. But if I do this one, I'm, I'm good. But at the end of the day, they all held Christ to the cross. They all have a cross in the They all held to the cross. But it's not until we recognize and actually embrace that that we're able to really say, dang, I'm messed up. And to be able to come to God with a real, I'm sorry. Like, stop telling God my bad. You don't even care what am I bad. You don't care. And without allowing the Holy Spirit to completely take over, you're going to stick on my bad. Our human nature is my bad. Our human nature is not secure. Very simple message. Something you've heard before. But something you need to act on. 